0: Hey, episode four. I feel like every single time that I sit down to record another episode, I'm going to be shocked to some degree that this is just something that I am coming to do. And that's still really wild to me and gives me some feelings. Um, I'm actually going to just like hop right into this this week and I'm going to break this up into two parts. I was sitting down to look over some of the questions that I was sent this week and kind of prepare myself and take some notes. And I thought about sort of the last couple of weeks and, um, some of these like reoccurring things that have happened really organically. And then like some of the themes that, you know, I have kind of like put into place mostly being farmer's markets, because that's relevant to my Life specifically as a vendor, but it's also just kind of tis the season. But some of the things that I thought about when I was writing down notes and these reoccurring themes—if if you've been listening or even if you haven't—is like this thing that I do to myself that I actually think is really common for a lot of people of just—and maybe it's not. You can tell me I'm full of shit, really. Um, the idea of like being really all or nothing sometimes, or, you know, pulling some of your worth or tying your worth into productivity or the all or nothing thing, or that's definitely how I show up sometimes. And so it can be really small, silly things. Maybe they don't feel silly to me in the moment, but (laughs) like, if I can't make something with the produce that I get from the market right this second, then I'm just not going to get anything. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty dumb, but like something that I have done in the past. And so like to shift, you know, something that I have also made a point to kind of draw into my own life and kind of talk about are like small victories and little joys and like a big source of little joy that I am finding are um, the big gay dinners that I am attending bi-weekly. That's kind of how it's just sort of happened. And, um, you know, feeling like I'm in this space of community and just like eating with people and feeding people and hanging out with folks that are like me. Um, (laughs) if you listened last week, um, I was talking about one of the attendees and how, you know, they had brought a pastry brush with them and I was just like, God, yes these are my people, you know? And so these are like little things that I am doing amongst other things. Right. But this is, uh, this is sort of a big one. Um, memorable if you will. And also, um, in terms of community and like integrating back in with people, this has just been, it's been really good for me. Personally, I think it's good for them. You know what I mean? But it feels good. And so the women that have been hosting the last two dinners that we've done, um, ironically enough, and I'm I'm from Denver. I've lived here on and off my entire life, um, mostly here, but I am still like a little bit disappointed in myself that when I read their address for the first time that it didn't register to me where I was going. But to make a really long story short, their house is like a stone's throw from the house that I grew up in, um, in Park Hill. And I mean, like literally it's like catty corner and I'm really glad that the first time that I went there, went to their home for the first dinner. I was like running late and like really fucking distracted. And, um, it was like, I, I was like, Oh shit. Like, Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I, I didn't put like a lot of weight into it. I didn't really, and it was not actually until I was leaving and it was like rather late in the evening that I was like, Holy fuck. Like, Whoa, like that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And just like this sense of nostalgia, And so to segue for a moment, and it was kind of cool because this last week, um, we had dinner, we had big gay taco night and I was talking to one of the women about growing up in that area. And she also grew up in that area and it was cool to kind of connect with somebody that also, you know, has just like watched that area, like really (laughs) like, I mean, like change like crazy, you know, but also it very much still feels like, um, I don't know, like, like home. It feels like really like the same in, in a lot of ways. And so some of y'all might know that I am in the process. I am damn close to, being done writing, um, a book that is untitled, but it is a food adjacent memoir. And I thought a lot the other day going to their home again, right. For big gay taco night. Um, I sort of let myself sink into some nostalgic bits in my head and like reference my book because I have written several, several essays, essayettes, rather about, um, living in that home and like what that was like. And, um, you know, I had now there's like this, uh, local grocery store on the corner, Marzix. And I just remember when that was like Dolly Madison and ACE hardware. And so anyways, I've just been having some feelings right about, um, having like good memories in that house, not always, but also like being in that area again and feeling like really good and surrounded by love and community and what that looks like to me. And so I am actually going to read one of the essay that I wrote for the book. Um, and yeah, I'm going to do that. And, uh, I'll be curious to hear what y'all think. Um, This is weird for me, and I am trying to get better about doing this kind of thing more often. It is really weird to, first of all, record a podcast in general, but it's also really weird to read your work out loud. And I've actually only done this one other time. So, without further ado, this essay is titled rum noodles. You'll see why. My small feet are sticking to the faux linoleum floor in the kitchen. Now that my father is back with his new family, I stay with them on the weekends. Spending so much time with him is new to me. So is the woman that lives with him now. So is the sister that I just met. I began experiencing memorable anxiety attacks as early as six years old. I'm grinding my feet into the floor, staring at a hexagon and walking myself through the mess in my head. Number one, don't move. Number two, take yourself through the same steps as always. Three, sing. Four, remind yourself that this feeling passes quickly most of the time. Breathe. Feel tears collect in the corners of your eyes. Keep staring at the spot on the floor. Don't let them fall or they'll only get worse. Five, reassure it's temporary. She's not going to leave you there forever. Six. Didn't you want a dad? Here's your chance. Seven. Reassure and feel your breath start to slow. Eight. Bring some awareness back. Look away from the hexagon. Hear your feet thwack when you peel them away. Number nine. It's okay. Ten. Okay. My hands are finally steady enough to hold a small pot. I press my palms into the beige formica and lean my weight onto the lip of the sink. I fill the pot halfway, not too much, or it'll boil over and make an even bigger mess. I can do this. It's okay, okay? Count down like you taught yourself. Sometimes that helps. I drop the noodles in and I set the timer on the microwave to five minutes, just like she taught me, and I watch the neon numbers count down. I take my fork and I jab at the dry squiggles, coaxing them apart. I set the fork next to the pot on the stove and I wait. The microwave beeps and I assume my position. I grab my fork and lightning courses through my body. I think, that's not right. It's hard to drop the metal utensil from my grip and once again, it's hard to breathe. I remember cold water and a short scolding from her. I don't remember eating the noodle soup. I remember lying awake in pain in an unfamiliar room in a home with unfamiliar people. That night, I dream out of an ambulance, or maybe it was the sirens of one tearing down coal facts that make their way into my dream. I wake with the same sense of dread and anxiety I felt the day before. I run my fingers over one of the blisters that has formed on the palm of my hand, and I think really believe that this is the punishment for having those thoughts while I stood in my mother's kitchen. It's okay. Okay. That is it. That is that essayette. I debated sharing this mostly because of the tone and I wonder how that will be received because it's not like this super feel-good story, right? But I think that as always you know, in terms of like the ways that I show up, uh, whether it's like social media or in my everyday life or in this podcast or whatever the case may be. Um, I really tried to like focus on authenticity, you know? And so the reality is, is that like being in that area and in that neighborhood, you know, like it was kind of doing some things to my feelings. (laughs) And like, there was a couple moments where I was just kind of like, fuck, like, this is like kind of weird and kind of emotional. And like I said, when I'm there and when I'm with those people, um, it's like all love and it's all good. And it's like fun and it's small victories and it's small joys. And, um, I think as a person that just has kind of like struggled with some anxiety for as long as forever, you know, um, and the ways in which I notice that it shows up in my life today and the ways that it did back then, I don't know, it felt like, uh, like kind of full circle, you know, and I just, um, I don't know, I'm feeling like I'm really grateful that I have more, uh, small victories and little joys these days. So Anyways, I hope that y'all enjoyed that. Um, And I am actually going to shift rather quickly into some questions of y'all's. And so listen, um, if you are sending me questions or stories or whatever, and you are not signing off with the name, I'm not going to read names out of like an abundance of respect for y'all's privacy and I don't know if that's right or wrong so if you are like yes I absolutely want a shout out I don't know can you just like put you know and some so far some people have done that and some people have not but put like I don't know Ava from Denver you know what I'm saying otherwise I'm just gonna leave it off um so the first one is Ava I'm on this track that every dinner has to be a meet and two sides. And I really want to get into more plant-based meals, but I have a bunch of picky people here. Do you have any recommendations for maybe even less meat, more veg meals? So if you have been hanging out with me or in my spaces for a while, you will know that I, (laughs) fuck, at the height of my dieting, which is a whole other, I can make a whole podcast out of it. Um, I was actually vegan for close to a year, uh, that was like a queen of Shamble Mountain fucking story if I ever have had one. But here's what I will tell you is that I got really creative uh with other things aside from meat for all the wrong reasons. And that's just the reality. But yes, my advice to you is to get really curious about... um Like different types of cuisine, right? Like, some of my most favorite meals, honestly, are actually meatless, and I actually really enjoy meat. So, things like chana masala, um, and using like a lot of spices, and using like a lot of aromatics, and using like a lot of alliums. Um, I feel like there are just so many ways that you can go. And honestly, like, tofu is really great. I actually really enjoy tofu. Um, but even if you don't want to do like soy based products, like if you really want to just focus on, I don't know, like beans or legumes or, you know, like start there. And I mean, beans are wonderful. I love beans. I think that they are so versatile. I think that you can just like make a pot of beans and do like a crazy amount of shit with them. In fact, I actually really like doing that with black beans. Um, and I will do, you know, something like super casual and quick that my kids actually really love, like black beans and rice. And then I'll utilize some of that for doing like a refried bean and making like bean and cheese quesadillas or enchiladas. And so, I don't know. I mean, like get curious about figuring out ways that you can incorporate a lot of flavor, like I said, with like a lots of spices and aromatics. Um, and I think that like a really good intro is looking into some, yeah, like maybe like Indian cuisine is really good. Um, that's personally where I would start. And, um, get, get your hands on some chickpeas and potatoes and just go crazy. Um, here's another one. What is the one thing that you buy in bulk? And in parentheses it says to eat, LOL. Um, so I used to buy a lot more in bulk when there was more people in my home Uh, More adults, rather. And so oatmeal was one of them um, and rice. But right now, I honestly don't buy a ton of stuff in bulk, mostly because I just don't need it. You know, I mean, Maddox is just kind of now eating, he's 11 months old. Um, and has really just recently took an interest in food and then there's just Scarlett and I, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not buying a ton of stuff in bulk, but, um, I would say like grains, rice, um, beans sometimes depending on like what the vibe is in your house. Other than that. Yeah. No. Um, another one is, I'm hosting a potluck in two weeks. We want to offer everyone a chance to bring their favorites, but how do I make sure that we don't end up with 20 bean pots? (laughs) Beans. At hashtag big gay dinner, do you coordinate who's bringing what, like on a Google Drive or... So we just have a text thread, which... (laughs) Um, There's not like so-so many of us, but there's a text thread... um, I feel like I definitely know some people that absolutely organize things using, like, a Google Drive. I don't think that we're quite there yet in terms of, like, there's not that many people. I don't think that that's necessary. Um, But absolutely, there has to be, like, some communication around it, right? Especially, I feel like, this time of year. Um, Otherwise, everybody will bring pasta salad. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you go to the potluck or whatever the picnic and I feel like that's always it's like nine million different kinds of pasta salad except like actually it's all the same pasta salad it's like that tri-colored pasta with like olives and I'm, I'm being such a shit I actually love that pasta salad I am I am not trying to drag that pasta salad but you know what I'm saying like it's a million different pasta salads or I feel like cookies. You know what I'm saying? Like I, f- I feel like cookies are like ever present, and then fruit bowls, like pre-made, <laughs> like, like pre-cut fruit bowls. You know what I'm saying? So yes, there create some conversation around that for sure, um, and and do it however y'all want to. For us, a text thread is just fine, and we have been able to manage thus far. So, <clears throat> and then I have one more. <laughs> And it's making me chuckle. Um, Hey, so I know you're not Ann Landers or some sage about dating, but shit, you're going through this too. So here it goes. I'm just now getting out and about after ending a long-term relationship. Coffee seems so tired and an intro get together and dinner most definitely not. Any other ideas for a quote, getting to know you meeting that can be high on fun and low on awkwardness. First of all, I am Ann Landers. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, I am loving the fact that I am getting questions like this. Mostly because it sort of forces me to like reckon with my own shit. And be like kind of introspective about this kind of stuff. And so here is the deal it depends on what y'all are into. So some things that I can think about that I really like doing are like going for a walk in the park, right? So there's like this coffee joint that has my favorite iced coffee that's right by Wash Park. Um, if you're familiar with Denver, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but they have like, I don't even really love iced coffee, but, like getting a coffee there and then walking around the park. I feel like walking is a really great way to communicate with people that maybe are like a little bit introverted, like a little bit more introverted than you. Like you're kind of side by side. You're not staring at each other in the eyes. I feel like it kind of is a little bit more relaxed, but if you get like really fidgety or you feel like you need to do something with like your hands or like you're walking, you know what I'm saying? So like you're doing something. So it's still this idea of like, um, you know, like not dinner and drinks, it's still coffee in a way, but I feel like it's a little, it's a little more something, you know what I mean? So that's always a favorite of mine and so is hiking, but like I love hiking, you know, and some people definitely don't love hiking. Um, but again, same, I feel like it kind of gets you like out and about. It's always like one of those things too. Um, and I don't know, you know how like, and maybe not everybody is like this, but when I go to dinner with somebody, I am very curious and wanting to see how they engage with like service folk, you know, like people that work in the industry, um, and just kind of like their demeanor in general, right? Like a huge red flags for me. Like if you're an asshole to the server or, you know, like in general, like that's a hard no for me. Um, so same with hiking. I cannot with, how many times I have cleared my throat, God forgive me, um same thing with hiking, like I'm curious to see what their trail etiquette is gonna be like, you know, like are they <laughs> I sound like a forest ranger, I can't, but seriously, like I'm like are you like are you an asshole? are you considerate? so that's another one, and then I don't know, to be really honest with you, I feel like I could use some. There are times in my life where I'm like, oh my God, you should do something besides dinner and drinks. But number one, that's just kind of how my schedule aligns with, you know, I'm like, that's kind of the the most available to me. I don't really have availability on the weekend. So it's pretty much like after work, that's all I got. Um, I know a lot of people are into axe throwing in Denver. It's actually not something that I've done before, but I have several friends that are really into it and really dig it. Um, again, see, I'm liking these questions because I feel like it forces myself to kind of reckon with myself. And here's the deal. I'm clearly not very creative. So walking and coughing, <laughs> walking and coffee <laughs> or hike and a beer or whatever lunch afterwards. I feel otherwise, I'm a dinner and drinks kind of gal. So I hope that helps at least a little bit. And I hope that you circle back and also like, let me know what you decide to do. So that is it for episode four. And as always, I am just so grateful to be hanging out with y'all every week. If you have questions or stories or comments, you can email me those or send in audio clips of yourself to yoursandbutter at gmail.com. And I guess my advice to you this week is to find like some small victories and some tiny joys, whether that's in your kitchen, in your everyday life, in your dating besides coffee and or dinner, whatever the case may be. I hope you all have a good week. Later.